You are about to embark upon a fascinating adventure into well-being, a journey which will leave you with a lifetime method for gaining unequaled health of body and mind and the sense of a new life. The host does not necessarily agree with the opinions and beliefs expressed in the following text. Any and or all statements regarding truth, reality, God, etc. should be viewed as narrative contrived by the artist for entertainment purposes only. The host hereby disavows his own personal responsibility for any paranormal activity related to the listening of this episode. The listener listens at his own risk and will hopefully have a safe yet fun and expansive trip. The characters in this episode are very real and reside inside a space-time continuum known as the host's head. The host solemnly guarantees that you will love them in addition to assurance that the preceding statement was a lie. Oh, and by the way, you're in for some weird shit. Welcome to this week's episode of I'm Sick of This Place with uh, your host, me, Chad Becker. Eh, he, eh? <laughs> um, that means I am what I am, or I am that I am. Um, I'm gonna start out um, a little less somber and go from there so recently went to a trip to see blue ice in northern michigan mackinac city there was no blue ice a three-hour trip to to not much um it's a tourist town and so that means everything shut down not even a starbucks was open so it was a sort of a pointless trip I don't know about you, but um, my mother is one of those that always has to pee. So when we get there, we get our parking spot, and it's automatic. Um, the the bathrooms are shut down because the season's over and probably COVID. So she has to go, and we don't know where a bathroom is. So me being the person I am, I go, well... If you have to pee now, wait until you step outside and it gets cold. So how about we just find the bathroom and come back, which we should have. But anyways, we continue out on our little adventure. I also had to pee. Everybody had to pee. And I actually ended pissing my pants. That is right, folks. I pissed my pants. So... I can't do it again this year because one thing about me is every year I'm allowed to piss myself one time without feeling bad. And once I piss myself twice, then the total is going to go up to two times. I'll be able to piss myself two times and not feel bad. The walking around in cold, well, it wasn't really that cold, but the wind would come um, because you're on a lake. So there's nothing frozen lake. So there's nothing really um blocking the wind and you're on the ice so occasionally you would slip and when i would slip i would drip and eventually i couldn't hold it anymore and i was a i didn't let's circle back a tiny bit so it was dripping a little bit so by that point i did piss myself but i didn't like full-on piss myself i was able to walk out far enough away from everybody so nobody could see what I was doing and far enough away to large chunks of ice that could easily hide me easily hide me and I sat down and I made my mark and I was good after that and then we couldn't find a bathroom for my mother Um, I don't know about you but 
is fro is pissing on a frozen lake the same as pissing in the lake? Because we all know when we swim, we piss, right? I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to say that I have pissed while I swam in pools and in lakes and in the ocean. Um, to me, it's to me it's all one of the same. Whether you're pissing on the frozen lake, in the lake, unfrozen, um, as long as nobody sees you, it's okay, right? It's like, yeah, right. Right? Nobody's seen. No de indecent exposure. I was being safe. Um, this happened a couple weeks ago. A weird synchronicity type of scenario. For some reason, I brought up um, my co ex-co-worker and his love of bird watching. And that he would be cute. has camera and he's had stuff in magazines and there's like a bird watching leaderboard for Michigan and he's been in the top five before and yada 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 I don't even know how this happened but then my co-worker Mike what you know I really can't comprehend can't remember how the conversation went or why I even said it but he's like no way and then he took off his little um jacket unbuttoned it or whatever to show me that he was wearing a bird brain bird watcher shirt he had one on and that was that was kind of weird so then him and i kind of be about back and forth you know i was talking about my love of crows crows are assholes they're territorial they're mean birds he hunts crows so that was kind of weird that i have two co-workers that are bird watchers because I never thought bird watching was that big of a thing. Maybe I'm completely wrong about that, and it seems to be the case that I'm wrong about it because what is the chance that I run into two bird nuts? And I told him, I was like, because we talked about how smart birds are, so I'm like, so when you call people bird brain, it could be considered an insult or a um compliment depending on how the person is you know what i mean and the connotation or whatever however that's pronounced um my friend keeps bling blonging me over here um where was i yes about birds so i don't know if that's more common or not and on to the next thing, another synchronicity type of thing. Um, a friend of mine, I, I wouldn't, I guess I wouldn't call him a friend. Um, a fellow that is also interested in things that I'm interested in that um, I follow online. Um, he was a very prominent person in the Church of What's Happening group, Joey Diaz's group. His name's Scott Wharton. Um, He's, like I said, he's into a lot of the same stuff, what I'm talking about, so I'm not going to say. And um, it would just so happen that he was in Texas, and it just so happened, this is a weird string of coincidence, and he want, he wants to be a comedian. He's been manifesting, um, trying to become a comedian. So he, he takes a trip to Dallas or wherever, Texas, wherever the fuck Texas 
Kill Tony happens to be there. Kill Tony is a very, very popular podcast where Tony Hinchcliffe and fellow comedians host. And the whole premise of the show is that they give a chance to newcomers, new newcomers, um, new comedians to get up. They get a one minute stage time to do one bit and then they, you know, compliment them or attack them or whatever give them you uh i can't think of the word right now you know when you talk somebody up you give them um you like fluff their pillow um and it just so happened because it's in texas joe rogan was there and you know, everybody knows joe Ro- everybody knows that if joe rogan puts you on or you know tweets you or whatever the fuck you're gonna get some traction going on and i love it i love that he is uh getting what he wants in life um so he kills obviously he does a bit about his dog on lsd and to me it's not a normal bit because most people will come up there and they'll either talk about like relationships or you know something like that so it's not a normal bit but it's a normal bit in the sense of anybody that does the stuff that him and i are into it kind of is something easy to go off and it's just like i'm not gonna do his bit and i'm not even if i but the premise is like his dogs did lsd and now his dog's paranoid that the the um animal control is gonna come in and he's gonna go to to uh, a shelter or um whatever and we need to stop privatizing animal kill shelters (laughs) so 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 it's definitely multi-layered great but um and that's obviously what uh, up their alley knowing that they do psychedelics and whatnot so he killed and he then was invited to become a regular there anytime he's in Texas, which now he said he's going to try to move to. And um, he got VIP access to Tony Hinchcliffe's show, and so now he's kicking boots. And I hope everything works out for him because he deserves it. He's been working hard to try to accomplish his goals through all sorts of means. Um, another strange coincidence is um, the Fibonacci sequence zero one one two three four five six. Uh, um, he was born. I think he said one one something eleven twenty three. I think he said so. No, um, November twenty third, and something along the lines of. I guess I could find it. Yeah, let me pause it and find his actual Facebook post. So I found the post right here. He goes, our room was fucked up, so they bumped us from floor 7 to 11. Our room numbers are 1123. 1123 is my B-day, and 01123 is the beginning of the Fibonacci sequence. All this happened right after crushing in Austin in front of Joe Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe. The synchronicity is unreal. I absolutely fucking love it because it is real um he's been doing the work uh (laughs) um 
I don't know if this is going to happen or not, um, or what, if anything, could happen if I even talk to the gentleman. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Ethan Sisser who was on the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Um, this, I am heavily influenced by that podcast and by Duncan. And so I joined his Facebook group, E3, and um, he asked if anyone had a podcast, and I said, I do, but I don't have any listeners. So I don't know if he will, but if he does, I will promote the hell out of it um, because maybe I'll get lucky like Scott and somehow connect to um, get a little traction going. Um, I'll have a branch between me and Duncan through Ethan, not trying to say um, I want to use this gentleman um, for my own means for just meeting Duncan or talking to him, if that's a possibility. Um, I'm just spitballing here, people, but... um, So, yeah, maybe if his little stuff is starting to work out, maybe mine will, too. I don't know. But I'm going to still continue doing it. I've been... um, Ethan Sisser is a a man, a very spiritual man who has brain cancer right now. And although he will be dying, and I'm not trying to say that in any order other way is that we all die um he will be dying and he's in a lot of pain and he still has his beautiful smile and his spirits even when his left side barely functions and just getting the the vibrations from that man through posts and videos it inspires me to try to be more happy in my body, be more happy just when things are going bad. Um, my uncle, I found out my uncle passed away yesterday. This uncle, um, I have no attachment to. I really never knew the guy, and I wanted to be there for my mom, and she didn't even have... And this might sound bad, but she didn't have any, she seemed, she didn't seem sad. She seemed more stressed because when anything goes wrong in my family, there's two people, especially my parents. I'll say my parents first and then my uncle Ricky. But a lot of people will turn to my parents for help and by help, I mean financial. When um, I had a, a, a string of incidents where my cousins kept getting in prison. So not only did my parents have to fess up money, I was also throwing in money, quite a bit of money. And um, we're talking about, you know, $1,000 bonds and stuff it's not fun they think my parents are rich or have money and they don't um my father was a janitor for 20 years a custodian and 
They don't make a lot of money. My mom was a lunch lady. The only reason my parents seemed to have money to these people is because they didn't have any vices. My mom stopped smoking cigarettes when she was 18 when she got pregnant with my oldest sister. And my father, although he liked alcohol growing up, he wasn't an alcoholic. Um, so because they didn't have any vices, they had what appeared to be money. Um, so my uncle passes away, and I don't know if my mom was just saying it to be nice or saying it because she knew what was going to happen. Because when my uncle Timmy died, um, two or three, three years, two years ago, when it when it happened, when the anniversary comes this year, it'll be three years. Um, that was different. My uncle Timmy came around. He was. He had problems just like everybody else, but he wasn't, um, and you're not supposed to speak ill of the dead, but in most large families, there is one person that is addicted to drugs or multiple, and my Uncle Jerry was indeed addicted to drugs. Um, I know later in life, he got better because of his two daughters helping, um, but with my uncle Timmy, it was different. Um, I had an attachment to him. He came around. I seen him, I would say, minimum three to... F f well, as we grew up, everything, all that get-togethers became less and less. I swear, growing up, we had, during summer, you know, get-togethers every other week. Whereas in growing up, it was, you know, mostly the holidays. So I would see him maybe four times a year. But even then, four times a year is a lot different than zero. The only um, memory I have of my Uncle Jerry, and this was when I was older, was he gave me my stray blonde lab, Charlie, who was just a stray. It wasn't his dog. He's like, oh, there's this dog. Take it. And uh, I'm not going to really get into the nitty-gritty details, um, but um, I swear, some, like I said, I don't know if my mom was doing it to just stop beating around the bush. I know you're here to ask for money, even though, like, now my dad works at GM, so he's doing better, but it's still not amazing. And maybe because he just got um, profit sharing. But my dad worked hard for it. I've, it's it's a hard job. People probably don't think it is, but it's very hard. It's a very manual job. So, so without a doubt, my mom threw out that my dad will pay and my Uncle Ricky. My Uncle Ricky may have seemed like he has a lot of money, and he might have a lot of money in his bank, but he has to have it last his lifetime he worked at gm he retired from gm so he lives on a fixed income now i don't know why she would say that he would help when she like i can understand saying that my dad will help because you know they're fucking married but and i understand saying in a way because that's brothers but yeah it's it it it, it just 
I'm sick of my family never never helping out. My when I picked up my sister, she straight up was like, "Do you think that if the roles were reversed, if anyone would help us out if our parents died?" And I go, "No." They wouldn't. They really they would give us all the the sympathy, empathy in the world, um which is great, but they wouldn't help us out. Um there's only a few cousins that I really care about, um, and that's because of the situation that happened between me and my older sister, which I know I've talked about briefly, and which led to me and my, my sister, Melissa, discussing me and our our time with my older sister, Myra, and how... And my sister always likes to say that somehow they were like, like abused. And I go like, how were you emotionally, psychologically? I'm like, how, well, you weren't. And I I don't, you didn't see. And I, and I go, well, what's, what, so being abused is, is a cop out for being an asshole, being abusive, um, and I'm like, okay, so if Myra was 11 years older than me, nine years older than Melissa, and there's definitely things that happen when an only child gets an, another child because that now they're not the center of their parents' universe. And I guess my sister was abused when she was the only child. I don't fucking know. I really don't understand. They're, they're, I don't let my past try to hold me down like them two, and... So, my sister feels sympathy for my... Melissa feels sympathy for my... I don't. I really don't. Not because of what she did to me, but just because of the acts she has done. And you can't just blame everybody for your... You can't... You shouldn't blame people for your activity. Just because you got kicked in the leg doesn't mean you should fucking... That's why you should do whatever. I got kicked in the leg one day, so that's why I I um fucking bend spoons every time I fucking bite on one without no food on there or some bullshit like that. Uh you're talking about I'm uh, this of course this is going to paint my sister in a bad light, but I want to tell you something that she did. She was getting ready to go see her boyfriend Myra. And my cousins were over, um, and Melissa was there. I was at work. It was just them. So there is five of them that ranges between probably like seven and 13. And the oldest one, Austin, he has um, cerebral palsy or however you pronounce that. You know, the uh, birth defect or disease. I don't really know what it is. But he, you know, he's kind of deformed in a way, which leads him to have other problems like him peeing himself, um, strokes, um, passes out, stuff like that. So this is in summer and Myra locks him outside. She won't let Austin in to go to the bathroom. 
he doesn't want to piss himself in front of the kids. He can't make it home. Making walking to the nearest, you know, nearest place, nearest um, family member. I mean, it would have been 10, 15 minutes for him to to walk. And actually, no, it would take me about 10, 15 minutes. So unless he's running, which who wants to run and pee? That's going to just make you pee more. You're talking probably more like 20, 25 minutes for him to get home. Since he walks, you know, weird. And I'm not, and I'm not trying to come at him. But this is something that my sister did. She threw, she locked him outside. He has to pee. He's prone to having seizures and stuff. He locks them outside. She won't let them in. They're screaming through the window to let Austin, like, just let him in to pee. Just let him in to pee. Just please. We will leave. Just let him in to pee. What does she do? She gets water and she throws him on the children and my sister. She throws water on a fucking disabled kid who has to pee, who's prone to having seizures in a summer heat. Why? Because she has to get ready to go see her boyfriend or whatever. This is the type of person we're talking about. She's a very narcissist. And you're, and yeah, I'm now I'm, I'm saying one bad thing and not going to bring up anything good because that's not something normal people do in like, I could get my cousins on here to, to fucking say that she did. And my fucking, some of my asshole cousins defended that, defended that, defended that. Just like they defended her boyfriend. They, and I don't need that in my life. Um, of course, I'm going to my uncle's funeral just to make a, an appearance, but I'm not going to fucking make amends to these people. They don't, I don't, they, most of these, most of my family are just full blown. They only care about themselves. Like my cousin who thought I deserved worse, um, texted my dad the other day paranoid because he's pissed so many people off throughout his life by being a giant dick that he thinks they're like formed a like a um like a super villain squad and they're going to uh like the legion of doom but for him because he's fucking paranoid because he does drugs and he blew himself up one time and yeah so i, I don't even know what this I've been, uh, last couple of days I worked, I come home, I do the, I kind of do a quick lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram and, uh, yeah, I'm starting to get that down a little bit. I'm still looking at the book cause I don't want to fuck it up cause I know I will, but I'm, I'm getting it down a little bit. Well, um, yeah, fuck. So yeah death um <laughs> my this is today's also the last day of my uh physical therapy and uh i don't think i'll be discharged so this will be interesting i wonder how long i have to do it anyways uh yeah this is not that um anyways i'm sick of this place people piss me off 
I'm uh, sick of my family. What do they say? Like you're more your fa- f- your um, your friends are more your family. Well, I don't even got much of them. 